welcome back to Parked Car Combos. I am Maddie Mitchell and, and I am your host today and always. Um, I hope you guys are doing amazing. I hope you're not too mad at me. This is how I start every single episode because it's been so long, but I have, I have good news. I have good news. I was going to post an episode last week on my birthday. I was going to make a big deal out of it. And then I decided, I don't know, maybe I'll just humble myself. Maybe I'll just be humble. Um, that wasn't at all the reason. The reason was because the day before my birthday, that Sunday, was my first day off of work in 13 days. So unfortunately, I wasn't in the right mindset to sit down and record a podcast episode as much as I love doing this, which I do. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my excuse for this, this week. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for today's episode. I was just texting with two of my friends from middle school and we were... Um, we were trauma dumping on each other about middle school and it was fun. And I think that this is going to be a good episode. And also I'm recording another episode in two days with a very special guest. So that will be ready to go for next Monday, which I'm excited about. So you have me locked and loaded for this weekend, next week, mark my words. Okay. So I've had this idea for an episode for a while, um, just because middle school is so traumatic. And I think it's, it's also funny now to like, look back on the things that were such a big deal in middle school that, you know, aren't really a big deal now, but they felt like the end of the world at the time. And I just have, I, I really have this one, one good, good, good story. And maybe it's only good to me. I don't know, but I've wanted to tell this for so long and I needed to kind of accumulate more stories to make an actual episode out of it. And I feel like I have a good batch right here and I'm really excited about it um so big shout out to my to my two besties that I went to middle school with because they've they've provided me with a lot to go off of that I I somehow think I forgot about I think I suppressed all of the memories which is that makes sense actually it's totally normal um but yeah I think overall you know middle school is the worst it's the worst it's the worst time ever for me um, middle school was fifth grade to eighth grade. So what is that? What is that like? How old are you then? Like 10 to 14 or something? 10 to 15-ish? Um, I feel like that's how old I was. And that's like kind of a long time because I feel like a lot of people, they go to middle school for like sixth, seventh, eighth or seventh and eighth. And no, for me, it was all four years. And in the town that I live in, you went to one of two elementary schools and then everyone in the town all joined together to go to middle school. So in middle school, we were also like combining with this other half of the town, basically. And, you know, meeting other people. There was a lot more kids, all of that jazz, which which is always fun and never, you know, never messy. But it was it was I think fifth grade was relatively fine for me. I don't recall anything being too devastating about that I mean besides just your normal things that are you know I think in middle school girls are the worst I don't know what it is um but girls are so mean in middle school and I was definitely subjected to that I definitely partook in that not good stuff not good stuff for sure um so just generally speaking oh actually in fifth grade I will say this this girl whacked me in the face with her lunchbox. Oh my God, I forgot about this. I truly cannot believe that I forgot this story, but this is a doozy. I was in fifth grade, like I said, I think it was towards like the end of the year. And this was so, it was so random, but there was this girl who I had played softball with, okay? And she was thinking about coming to our middle school, right? I just went to a public middle school, but she had gone to a private school for fifth grade. And she was thinking about transferring to our school for sixth grade. So she came and shadowed me for a day, okay? 
And um, while she was there shadowing me, I took her to lunch, right, in our cafeteria. And I don't even remember who else was sitting at this table at the time. Because remember, like, where you sat at lunch was, like, all the tea and all the rage? Because I remember that. That in and of itself, trauma. Like, lunch tables in middle school? No, thank you. Anyways, so I I was sitting at lunch with this girl who I was friends with but didn't go to our school. And then this other girl who was just kind of this, like, known aggressor. That's the best way I can think of to describe her. She was chaotic. She was... Uh, alarming concerning she was so many weird she was bizarre I honestly I wish I could think of better adjectives to describe her more accurately she was a weirdo that was mean and like I think you it came from a place of insecurity I will say that I don't think she had a lot of friends um she kind of like hung out with a lot of people but like didn't actually have a lot of friends do you know what I mean and and she was she was weird. So anyways, at lunch, I don't even remember the context of the situation because I think I literally blacked out. She picks up her lunchbox. And at the time, the lunchboxes that everyone had were those Vera Bradley ones, right? So they're like cloth, like fabric-y lunchboxes. And inside of it, she had this like super heavy, I don't know if it was like a metal like thermos or like some sort of like glass Tupperware. I don't know what it was. But for whatever reason, like truly I cannot think of the context at all and it's pissing me off. She just clocks me across the face in it. Like she leans over the cafeteria table and just clocks me with her lunchbox. Um, what's up? Uh, and all the while this girl who I'm trying to be like, oh yeah, you should come to our school, just sees me get absolutely demolished by a Vera Bradley lunchbox at the lunch table. And weird, I don't remember what happened after that. Like, I don't remember. I know she ended up getting in trouble, but I can't remember if it's like, if it was because a teacher, I think a teacher in the cafeteria saw this happen and came over and was like, uh, what the fuck? And that's, yeah, that's a good question. That was one of my first questions as well. And then I, I'm pretty sure I had like a bruise on my face from it. Like, I'm not even kidding, which is, that's... Like, why did she do that? And, tr- and like, this is truly the type of person that, like, it was just like, yeah, she would do that. Do you know what I mean? Of course she would do that. But yeah, so that was in fifth grade. So I really did start my middle school career off with a bang to my head. A bang to my head. Love that. Um, yeah, I think that honestly does set the tone for the next three years that, that followed that. Uh, but sixth grade was a big year because sixth grade at my middle school, we would go to camp for a week. It was in June, June, May, May or June. I think it was June, honestly. And we would go to this camp that was a few towns away from us and we would camp for a week. Um, we would leave on like a Monday morning and we would come back on Friday night, Friday afternoon. And it was traumatizing like start to finish this was like the biggest thing that my friends and I were talking about is this camp experience was horrible um first of all I think it was it was definitely mandatory if it wasn't mandatory then it was like you had to go to school instead but no one was going to be at school and it honestly I remember it was painted out as like it was supposed to be fun right this wasn't supposed to be torture and like a punishment of any kind but it was inevitably um it was so bad. So basically, we would go to camp and you had you had a bunk mate that you would bunk with in this this tent, right? 
and you stayed at like a campground, but there was like all these different campgrounds, right? So you would like there was girls campgrounds, boys campgrounds, there's probably like three of each. And so you were broken up and then two people to a tent. And then the chaperones got to stay in like little cabins, of course, not tents. Love that. The showers were disgusting. So basically we were just like unkempt. Like it was amazing. It was great. We're all just like filthy beings that they're working to exhaustion every single day. Like the amount of physical activity that we did that week was absurd because like they're like just, I guess, I guess we'll just make them run around some more. And it was terrible. But, but there was all these like theme nights and it was supposed it was supposed to be fun. And it, it was at times, but for me, it was mostly traumatic, I would say. As a whole, if I had to pick a word, that's that would be the word I would choose. Um, not fun. So, so to paint you a picture, we all get together at our middle school that Monday morning and we, and we get ready to depart for camp, right? And we're taking these buses. We all have these bags of, you know, all of our clothes and stuff like that. And the weeks leading up to this is also chaos, right? Because you have to choose a bunkmate. And then you have to, like, I think you had to choose other people that you wanted to be at your campground. So, like, other pairs of of girls that you wanted to be all in the same campground with. Because the campgrounds were kind of far apart from each other. Like, the camp that we went to is massive, it's like, it's not like this like teeny tiny, it was gigantic. It's where like Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts would go to camp. Like it was a huge, huge, huge campground. And um, so the weeks leading up to it and everything that, that encompasses Camp Squanto is chaos and drama because it's it's middle school girls picking and choosing who they want to be like staying with the Camp Squanto, all this stuff, which is inevitably just bad because it's like, okay, People are being mean. You have to pick and choose favorites. People are going to be left out. It's going to be sad, right? So I ended up, I ended up bunking with my my best my bestie, my middle school bestie. Um, we were bunking together, and I think we had like maybe like either like four or six other girls that were supposed to be in our campground with us, like from our friend group, right? And um, so that was that was fine. You couldn't bring a phone, which was like kind of big T because at this point. Like, I think I got my first phone in fifth grade. So, you know, I was already accustomed to having a phone. We all were. We all had, like, flip phones, and then we had iPod touches, and you couldn't bring either because there was literally no electricity here. Um, but it was fine. So everyone would everyone would, would get together at the middle school to take these buses that would take us up there. And there was also this, like, weird thing where it's like, you can't go home. Let me, like, I can't express how how much they did not want us to leave there, which is weird right um it, it like they just made it it made it almost ominous to be like and you won't be able to go home they had us like write postcards to our family even though we were only there for like four nights or something it was it was just this weird vibe of like kind of doom like you're you're here and you're kind of trapped a little bit which is not fun or enticing for any sixth grader I don't think um, in sixth grade is young. I think we were like 12 or something. That's pretty young to be like away from your parents for a week. But um, there's also a lot of like parent chaperones. So there was, I think there was parents that I knew that were there. So that was fine. But it was, it was just still not good. One of the weirdest things about it was what would happen with girls and boys before they went. And it, it, it involves their hair. Yeah, it so basically all of the boys would get mohawks and all of the girls would get cornrows in their hair. So weirdly a lot of cultural appropriation going on at the time. I don't love that, um, but it happened. 
it was, yeah, every single girl got cornrows in her hair. And part of it was because we like weren't really planning on showering. So I think it was like our hair was going to be so greasy and gross anyways. Like at least if it's in braids, hopefully we won't be able to see it as much. It won't be as, as you know, revolting to the eye. Um, but also it was because of ticks because I live in New England and ticks are very prominent. Lyme disease, we don't want that. So we would wear our hair in these like super tight cornrows so that we could like see if there was ticks on our head. And same thing for boys. That's why they would do mohawks, even though I don't think that that's as effective as cornrows, but whatever. So just picture a bunch of sixth graders like camped outside. We're outside the middle school. We're getting ready for the buses to come. We have our duffel bags with us. Actually, I think we had to put everything in trash bags. Weirdly, I, I remember being there being trash bags. We had to bring sleeping bags because there were cots in the tent, but we had to have like, there was nothing on them, obviously. So like we had to put our sleeping bags on top of the cots. Um, so we had like our, our duffel bag, our sleeping bags were in trash bags. That's what I, I'm pretty sure that's, that's what the story was there. And then we all have cornrows and mohawks in our hair. And we're like, let's go. Let's get this bread. Here we go. Like, that is such a weird thing to picture. So then we get to camp. The first day is, like, fun. They gave us, like, pizza. It was it was a good day, right? And and overall, it was, it was fine. But the first day, I will say that we had to do a swim test because there was a lake at this camp that we went to. And in like you could swim in the lake there was all these activities that you could do during like free time because we would have different free times throughout the week and one of the things that you could do during free time was either like kayak canoe get in a rowboat go swimming there were certain events that we would do where you could swim so you had to take a swim test when you first got there to make sure that you could swim right and i i could swim at the time i let the record show before i tell the story that i could swim Okay, um, have been have been doing it for quite some time at that point, and what this looked like was it's it's a pretty it was a pretty decent sized lake I would say, I mean it's not like, you know okay it's a decent sized lake maybe it was a pond I don't remember but it was pretty big, and um, they had these docks in the lake that were kind of. Uh, they they stretched out like the, in two parallel lines and then it blocked off like a rectangular section of it. Does that make sense? So it's like you could walk down either side of the dock and then you could cut across and then cut across again. I'm doing the worst job at explaining that. But basically we would get in the rectangular section. So it was like this big rectangle part of the lake that was enclosed by docks. Okay, that's that's the best way I can put it. And you would, you would, the swim test was that you would jump in off the dock, swim down to the other end, to the other side of the dock, then turn around and swim back to the dock that you started at. Genuinely very easy to do. It wasn't like a timed thing. It was like, it was just like, can you swim from point A to point B? Like that was it pretty much, right? And there was different levels that you could get for the swim test. Like if you just went and put your, literally just put your toes in the water, you would get like, I forget what they were called, but like a green level or something. And that meant that you could walk into a certain point. Like there was different markers showing where you could and couldn't go basically depending on what kind of level you were at. So I was obviously going for the highest level, which was just being able to swim. Cause that meant that you could swim in the whole lake basically. 
So I went to go do that and everyone's doing the swim test all at the same time, which uh, trauma, we're all just like standing around in bathing suits about to go prove to each other that we can swim. And everyone is standing around you watching, by the way, like, because only a certain amount of people could go at a time, obviously, because like we were all lined up against one edge of the dock. But everyone who hadn't gone was still waiting in line behind you. So everyone's watching you. Scary. So I remember I t- I jumped in when he told us to jump in the lifeguard and I swam down to the end towards the other dock, right? When I got down to the end, I went, (laughs) this is so embarrassing still. I went to, you know how if you're like swimming in a pool or something and you are like turning around from the side of the pool and you will kick off the side of the pool to just get you some momentum. So I went to do that, but it it was a floating dock. So there's nothing underwater for me to kick off of. So when I when I went to turn around and I propelled my feet behind me in a kicking motion and there's nothing there, I ended up going backwards and half of my body was like under the dock. So I'm now like trapped. <laughs> I'm like half trapped under the dock, freaked out because it was just like not what I expected to happen. Like I was expecting to like keep moving. And then and then the lifeguard had to come help me help me out of the water because I was like flailing around so much it was so embarrassing because I was like no I can swim but I literally just looked like I was like a flailing mess and that I've never swum before a day in my life it was very embarrassing I will say that was like that was trauma I, I hated that so then I didn't even get the highest level swim thing so Instead of being this, your swim level also determined which kind of boat you could go in. If you could do a kayak, a canoe or a rowboat. And I could only do a rowboat because I wasn't, it wasn't a high level swimmer. So all of my friends who passed the fucking swim test got to go in kayaks and they were kayaking all around the pond. And I straight up didn't get to do that at all, which just like sucked. I had to be in a rowboat and you had to be in a rowboat with someone else. Oh my God. It was so sad. It was so sad, but we did a lot of other things at this camp. We did like archery. It's like it in hindsight, it sounds a lot more fun than it was. You know what I mean? Um, I remember there was these two kids that like got sick and then they like wouldn't let them go home. That was that was like it was just like this weird like I said, it's this weird common thing. And I think a big part of it was like they just wanted to be like, no, see, like you can do this on your own. Like you can be away from your parents and be independent And I get that to an extent, obviously, but it just like, like I said, it got to a place where it was kind of like weird and it was so hot out. We were like constantly applying sunscreen and like bug spray. And like I said, I think we showered once the whole week, not because like, I don't think there was even that much time to shower, first of all, but also the showers were like outdoors with like cold water. So it was like not appealing at all in any capacity. Um, And I also did participate in the camp talent show with my friends we sang a song it was a song from glee it was not good at all i don't know i don't know where that like unfounded level of confidence came from but that was bad we did not win the talent show that was depressing um and then and then there was this other thing that happened that was really really traumatizing and i was honestly very scared about this so i think this was like probably like the second night maybe um we this was during the time of silly bands you might recall 
those rubber bracelets that were in the shape of animals or food or whatever, whatever it may be, right, that we would wear by the like thousand on our arm, right? So this was during that that era and we were at camp and we came back to our room one night. No, I think it was, okay, it was in the morning. We got up, we went to breakfast. And so we walked to like the dining hall area for breakfast. And we ended up coming back to our campsite afterwards to get ready for like whatever the activity was for the day, right? So when we came back to our campsite and we walked back into our tent, there was two silly band bracelets placed on the ground of our tent. And me and my bunkmate were like, oh, did you bring your silly bands on the trip with you? And, and she was like, no, I did not. Did you bring your silly bands? And I said, no, I did not. So then we were like, so who the fuck silly bands are these on the ground of the tent? And we obviously jumped to the conclusion that some intruder had been in our room and had accidentally left behind their silly bands, which was so alarming because we're like, okay, so someone was in our tent. And I, let me let me paint for you a picture of these tents because basically they were somewhat raised wooden platforms, right? So we were on like wooden planks of wood, right? And the tent itself was like, it was a frame, like a metal frame, okay? And then they would put, basically it was like a tarp over it. So they would put the tarp over the metal frame on the plank of wood. And then, like I said, we had two cots in the, in the tent. And the like tarp that they had covering the metal frame, it would tie together in like the front and the back. So you could like leave the flaps open like during the day if you wanted to. And then you would close the flaps at night, but they never like, they didn't actually close all the way. So you would tie them together, but it was still kind of open. Um, And basically, you know, there's no security there at all whatsoever. So we were terrified that someone had broken into our tent and stolen something. Not that we had anything of value to steal, but, but still it was, it was scary nonetheless. Um, and then we went and alerted our chaperones for our campsite and they were like, well, obviously you just brought them and you forgot. And we were like, that didn't happen. And then some other girl on our campsites, like her shoes went missing or something. So we think that there actually was a thief going around our campsite, which was just traumatizing. Like we're staying in the middle of the woods away from our parents for a week. And we're like, oh great. Someone's been in our tent and our chaperone's like, no, they weren't. That is, stop gaslighting me, chaperone. That is so mean. So overall, that week at camp um, was not good. It was not good. And I also remember, this didn't happen to me, but it happened to someone that I was at camp with. Um, Basically, it rained a shit ton one night. And the way that the tents were were set up or built is rain would get in them uh, inevitably. So they would always say that if it was supposed to rain for that day, that you should put all of your like belongings in the middle of the tent, like on that wooden platform, because the rain would kind of seep in through the sides of the tent. And I remember this one girl, I guess she hadn't done that. And literally all of her stuff, I think it, I honestly think it fell out of the tent because there was no barrier off of like the wooden platform. So I think her stuff had like fallen out while it was raining. So all of her clothes were muddy and soaking wet, right? And 
literally they were like oh i guess you can go like buy a t-shirt in the gift shop like they did nothing for her it was it was so weird it was so weird and i think i had only brought like 20 dollars with me to this camp because you could buy stuff at what they called the trading post you could buy like candy and that's what i did and i'm like i don't know who had enough money with them to buy a fucking t-shirt that is crazy that was really sad. I felt bad for her. But um, yeah, I hated I hated camp. Uh, I think they still do that to this day, which is alarming. I know my brother did it, right? Maybe he didn't. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, that was traumatizing. Another thing that was really, really weird, and I, I'm very curious to see if other people remember this experience from middle school or if this was stupidly unique to my middle school, but we had yearly scoliosis checks. So scoliosis, if, you, if you're unaware, is like the misalignment of your spine, I think, essentially. Um, and it can like lead to greater issues if it's a really like severe, severe case of it. But every year we would have to go to the gym and go to the locker room. So like all the girls would go to the girls' locker room. And you had to... I'm, I can't remember if you couldn't wear a sports bra or if you could keep the sports bra on. I think you kept the sports bra on, but they reached up it. So, okay, this is alarming. Okay, so you would go to the girls' locker room. And in the girls' locker room, we had all these, like, showers. No one ever used the showers. I don't even know why we had them. But you would go into these shower stalls and you would take your shirt off. I hate telling the story. It just sounds like, it sounds fake and scary. So you would take your shirt off and then you would like stick your hand out or something to like let a volunteer know. And by volunteer, I mean literal parents. I think some of them were nurses. I think the school nurse did it. I think maybe the health teacher did it or someone else. So it was all these like random women. Thank God. And they would, you would come they would come into your stall once you had signaled that you were undressed and you would literally bend over in front of them while they like felt up your spine to see if you had scoliosis. This is something that my friends just reminded me of that I had completely erased from my memory. Um, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? I also like at, like at, I, at this point, I was going, when I went to the doctors, they were doing a scoliosis check. So I'm not sure why I additionally needed this to happen. I know we had to get our parents like permission to do this, obviously, because we were minors. I, so I do remember that. But something I was just saying to my friends is like, why was this like the most pressing thing that they were thinking of that needed to happen? Do you know what I mean? Of all things that they would need to like check middle schoolers for, they're like, scoliosis has to be up there. And don't get me wrong, I know that scoliosis can be really complicated and, and, and can get bad in very, very severe cases, which I don't think they were catching. I don't think they were catching any severe cases because I think if it, if it were severe, you would know about it at that point in time and you wouldn't need someone's mom telling you that in the woman's locker room. Do you know what I mean? And then this is what, this is the craziest part about it. After they finished feeling up your back, they would hand you a slip of paper that was a certain color. Okay. Everyone, or maybe it was popsicle sticks. It was something weird. 
and they were all different colors. And then you would have to go out of like get dressed, leave the women's locker room, and you would you would put give your stick or your paper or whatever it was to this teacher that was standing outside. And you would tell them your name. So you'd be like, Maddie Mitchell. And then they would take your stick and they would write something down. And so you, they didn't even tell you right then and there. Like, I mean, obviously, because you're a child. But it was just like this weird, suspicious thing where it's like, okay, so do I fucking have scoliosis? And then I remember all of my friends would get together. And we'd be like, okay, what color piece of paper did you have? You had red, but I had orange. What does that mean? Like, it was so weird. And one year, actually, for me... They thought they caught something. They thought I had scoliosis. So I had to go to the doctors to like verify that I had scoliosis. And I didn't. So they weren't even good at their job. Which is not surprising because they were just random people that are feeling up teenager spines in the bathroom. It's so weird. Did anyone else have to do this in middle school? Like I am so perplexed by this. I need to ask my brother if he remembers this too because he was in middle school like six years after me. So that's, that's something that I need to check in on. But what the fuck, man? What the fuck? Also, so the last one that I'm going to tell, this is the good one. This is the one I've, I've been waiting for this one. Turn it up. Um, this one happened in eighth grade. So let's paint, let's paint a picture. I painted you so many pictures this episode, but lucky for you getting another one. Let me paint you a picture. Basically, At this point in time in eighth grade, I had already discovered that I was going to a private high school for high school, okay, for high school, for the next year. I would be leaving to go to a different high school, which meant that I wouldn't have to see a lot of these people again, right? And at this point, eighth grade Maddie was fed up. She was fed up. She, weirdly enough, she did not want to go to that private school, but she did hate everyone that she was currently in middle school with, you know what I mean? So it was this weird kind of what's going on. And it was, so it was, it was basically senior spring for me, but it was eighth grade. It was eighth grade spring. And I was, I was, I was not popular. That is, I feel like that's drastically understating it. I was really, really not popular. Um, I wore, I wore sweater dresses almost every day to school with pointy ballet flats. It was nothing shy of a look for sure. I... People didn't like me. I was bullied. <laughs> I was, I definitely was bullied. I will say that. It was just not a good time. And that's, you know, whatever. Um, you live and you learn. But I just feel like that, that might help set the scene a little bit. Because it's not like I was this, you know, running the school. I, that was not the situation that I was in by a long shot, right? So anyways, I, it, it, this was eighth grade. So I'm probably like 14, I was 14 or 15. It was towards the end of the school year, like I said. And this was a weird, this, this whole time felt like a fever dream to me for a few reasons. One, like I said, you kind of get this, like, I don't give a fuck what's going on because I don't, I will literally never see some of these people again attitude. And that is very liberating, right? And I was starting to become friends actually, or talk to more, um, of these two girls, that ended up being, um, they ended up going to high school with me. And, and those are, like I said, those are my friends that I was talking to today, um, about middle school because we went to middle school together, but we weren't really friends in middle school. And now we're, now we're all still best friends, but it was just this weird kind of transition before the transition. And I was, I was feeling all types of things. And, 
And I also, at this time, it's so bizarre. I was on, as an eighth grader, as a middle schooler, I was on my town's high school uh, softball team. So, So I was in eighth grade and I was on a JV softball team for a high school, which in and of itself is so weird. Why was I doing that? And the reason why I did it is because basically they didn't have enough people to field a JV team. If you don't know what a JV team is, if you're not from the United States or you've never played sports, basically there's the varsity team, that's the best team, and then there's a JV team or a junior varsity team, and that's, you know, not the best team. That's the second that's the second tier team. And so they had like five people, I think, for the JV team, and they were wondering if any of us who played travel softball, so we were kind of good at it, they were wondering if any of us wanted to step up to the plate and play on the high school team. And so we did that, which is crazy because like high school sports, you have practice or a game every single day after school. And I was just like doing this as an eighth grader, which was so weird. But the weirder part was that it was like me and all of my friends on this team. And like we overpowered the high schoolers. I think it was actually only like three high schoolers. So why they even felt the need to try and field an entire team is, is beyond me. You should have just cut them all, but whatever. So it was just like weird because I was like kind of a high schooler, but I was playing for a high school that I wasn't even going to end up going to. So that was another weird element to it. The captains of that team were so mean to us. It was, Okay, it was just crazy. I'll get into the softball of it all later. But so this this is the incident that I've been referencing this entire episode. And it is, it's, it's, yeah. I was sitting in math class one day. I think it was, I think it was towards the end of the day. And I, the phone rings in the classroom, the teacher phone rings. And my teacher walks over to the phone and she, she says, okay, yeah. All right. I'll send her down. And, you know, this was that time when, when, Kids would go, ooh, when someone got sent somewhere. Keep that in mind. Because then my teacher says, Maddie, can you go down to the assistant principal's office? Um, what? So the entire class is like, ooh, what'd you do? Oh, my God. What happened? Oh, my gosh. What's going on? And I'm like, I have no fucking clue. I have no fucking clue. Honestly, back in my mind, I'm like, they must be giving me an award. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. That was genuinely my first thought because... I was not a bad kid by any stretch of the margin. I'm like, this couldn't, this is not for any disciplinary issue at all. It can't be. So I'm like, okay, sure, I'll go down to the principal's office, which is like so intimidating in and of itself. But like I said, it wasn't really scary. So I go down to the assistant principal's office and I'm sitting in her office. I think it was this like elderly woman, if I'm remembering correctly. So it was her and then it was the, this, the guidance counselor for my grade. And the thing about me in middle school is I had crippling anxiety. That's just actually the thing about me, period, not just in middle school. But I had really bad anxiety. And because of that, I was very, very close with my guidance counselor in middle school. We were tight. She was like my therapist, basically, for all four years of middle school. So I see her in there and I'm like, okay, what is going on? Like, what is going on? But also I'm kind of feeling relieved because I'm like, she's she's my girl. Like, she knows me. This is fine. So I sit down. I sit down at the table, at the desk. And I'm like, 
hi. And they're like, do you know why we called you down here? And I'm like, not at all. I have literally no clue, not even the slightest clue what's going on. And they're like, well, we, we, you know, at this school, we take bullying very seriously. And I am shitting my pants because what the fuck are you talking about? Who bullied? I'm like, yeah, I wish you took it more seriously considering I've been bullied for the last four years. Fuck you. Anyways. So they start like staring at me and they're not telling me what happened. They're trying to, you know, give me an opportunity to fess up to the crime. I have no fucking clue what they're talking about. I'm like, keep in mind, I'm still the girl that was clocked across the face with a lunchbox in fifth grade. Like I am not, I'm not the head honcho here at all by any means. So they're like, well, we, we, we heard about an incident through a teacher and uh, we wanted to, you know, get your take on it, but it is, it is pretty inexcusable behavior. Shitting my pants at this point. Like if I wasn't before, I absolutely am now. I'm like, okay, what happened? I have no clue what you're talking about. I'm so, I obviously wasn't saying like this, but I was, I was so confused. I'm like, I have, I have not the furthest idea, the slightest idea of what you're talking about. So they're like, okay, well, basically, uh, we heard through a teacher that during lunch today, like I said, it all comes back to this hellhole of a cafeteria, the bane of my existence, my middle school cafeteria. So they were like, I guess at lunch, you and we're going to call this girl, what should we call this girl? We'll call her Sarah. We'll call her Sarah. So you were sitting next to Sarah at lunch. This is true. I'm like, yep, I was sitting next to Sarah at lunch. And they're like, okay, and can you can you tell us what was Sarah eating for lunch? I was like, Sarah ate a salad for lunch? I'm so fucking confused. I'm like, what are we talking about? Why, why does what Sarah had for lunch factor into this at all? So they start telling me their version of what happened, right? And according to them, Sarah had been eating a salad and... I ended up taking my fork and putting chicken in Sarah's salad and mashing it into her salad. I, okay, I'm just sorry. Every time I say it, I'm like, why would I ever, what, what is this? I started mashing this, this into her salad and I ruined her lunch for her, essentially. And so they're like, is that what happened? And I'm like, nope, <laughs> that, is, that is not what happened. And they're like, okay, so, so why don't you tell us what you think happened? And again, they're coming at me like I have murdered someone. Like I cannot express the severity of their expressions. Like they, they were taking this so, so like, this must've been the most pressing thing that they had to deal with for days, for weeks, for, for months, for years. Like, I don't know why this was the end all be all for them, but it was. So, you know, they're asking for my take on the situation. And so I tell them what happened. What happened is Sarah was a little bit of a drama queen. In fact, I would go as far to say that I hated Sarah. But like I've said so many times at this point, I was like, I don't give a fuck about anything. I don't care about these people. I'm never going to see them again. So I was just trying to get by. I was just trying to get by. I wasn't causing scenes. I wasn't doing anything. I sat next to Sarah. Sarah was dramatic as fuck. And not in a good way. Not in a good way. You can be dramatic in a good way. This girl was not. She was not. So Sarah has this salad that she got from the cafeteria and it had little chicken tenders all over it, like grilled little chicken tenders. And she starts bitching, and I mean bitching, about how bad the chicken was on her salad, okay? 
And so she's like, ew, I can't even eat this. Ew, it's so chewy. Ew, why does it taste like this? For so long. Like, I really need to stress that. She's just like, there was nothing else that we could we could be talking about besides the state of Sarah's chicken on her salad. Like, it was it was so much. It was overkill. It was overkill. So I was like, why don't you just take the chicken out? And she's like, I mean, I guess I could do that. But like, and she starts being annoying. So I reach my fork over. And I start picking the like four chicken, like it was not that big of a hassle. I start picking the four chicken tenders out of her salad and I just put them on the side of her salad. And I was like, there, now you can eat it. And she's like, well, now I don't want to eat it because all of the chicken was mashed into the salad, which just happened for me attempting to use a plastic fork to like dig this chicken out, right? Because then it kind of like, it, you know, and, okay. I don't need to get into the specifics of this because it's not even relevant. Anyways, so I started explaining this to the assistant principal and to my guidance counselor. I was like, she was complaining about the chicken, so I said I would take it off for her so she didn't have to eat it or touch it because she was like, ew, it's so gross. So obviously I didn't say that, but like that was her attitude. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it because I need you to shut up. So I take them out. And so they look at me and they're like, "Um, well, that's not what we were told. We were told that you were putting the chicken in her salad And we were also told that she's a vegetarian. So you kind of ruined the salad for her because of her food preferences. Uh, I'm like, she's not a vegetarian. She's the one that got the salad with the chicken on it. What are you talking about? Flabbergasted, I am. Flabbergasted. I'm sitting there, I'm like, what the fuck? So basically what ended up happening is Sarah went to her next period after lunch And she got in the classroom and she started complaining to the teacher about how starving she was because she couldn't eat her salad. And then she explained what happened to her teacher. And her teacher thought that I was bullying and then decided to call the assistant principal on me. Because the way that they painted it was basically that I had starved her. Because of my actions, she couldn't eat. And they were like, and now we have a student that that had gone hungry to the rest of her. I don't give a fuck. She shouldn't have chosen that salad. Or she should have just ate the rest of it. That's on her. I had no control over that. I had nothing to do with that. I don't know what you're talking about. And they got, they, so this is at the end of the school day. And they're like, well, we're going to have to evaluate next steps. Could potentially be a detention. We're not sure. We have to talk to her again. And they were going to talk to, I think, one of my other friends who sat at that lunch table at the time to get her perspective on it. And I was... I was shocked. I was shook to my core. I was like, what the, what the fuck? And then I don't know if they called my parents. I think they did. I think they called my mom after I left. And luckily it was the end of the day. So I ended up like going home shortly after that. And I remember I called my mom after school and I was so, I was like, obviously I was scared to tell my mom that I got in trouble, but I was more so just like, what the, what are they doing? And keep in mind, my mom is also a high school administrator. So she is well-versed on how to be an administrator and, you know, what things people get in trouble for and what things they shouldn't get in trouble for. And so she took this one. She took it hard. She did. She was like, you know what? If that's what happened, like, I will fight to the death, essentially. And I was like, okay. Okay, that's all I needed to hear. That's all I needed to hear. And my mom did. She, you know... 
she called them up and she was like, this is literally ridiculous. Why, why is this something she's lying? First of all, this girl is clearly lying. She's not a fucking vegetarian. So how can you trust literally anything else she says when she starts off the statement with a fucking bold faced lie? We had salads that didn't have meat in them. Why didn't you get that? You vegetarian. It was so fucking weird. It was so weird. I was, but I was definitely in my reputation era here. I definitely was. This was my middle school reputation era for sure. I was not fucking having it. I really wasn't. I was so sick of the, I, and then it was like even more awkward because then I think the next day I ended up getting called back to the assistant principal's office to further discuss, you know, what my punishment would be. I didn't end up being punished in any formal capacity. Mostly because why the fuck would you punish me for something like that? I didn't do anything wrong. Um, so they did come to their senses a little bit, I think. And I think the other girl that they called in to attest, like, I'm like, why are you calling in witnesses? This isn't a trial. What is this? And so I'm pretty sure that the other person that they, that they called down to get their recount of the situation said exactly what actually fucking happened. And I think that's why everything ended up being wiped off the table. I mean that and my mom calling and, and complaining for sure. Um, so they were like, well, just, you know, mind your own business, keep your hands to yourself at lunch. I'm like, don't, I'm not six years old. It was so, oh, it was so demeaning. But anyways, the, the awkward thing was that this was like, there was still a couple weeks left of the school year. And I still sat at this lunch table with this girl. I don't remember like the specifics of what happened after that. I mean, I think I stopped fucking talking to her because why would I? You literally got me sent to the principal's office because you were being dramatic. And here's the tea. Here's the tea is I will never forget this because this is shocking to me. I think I was in college. Was I in college? I was. I was in college. So middle school, eighth grade, right? I go through four years of high school. And then I was, I think I was in my second year of college. So this was six years later. Six years later, one of my friends who had continued to go to high school, just like in our town, had this girl, Sarah. She had her, she followed her Finsta. And Sarah posted on her Finsta six years after this, saying something about how she can hold a grudge. And she, she said, don't believe me? Just ask Maddie Mitchell. I've, I've always hated, I still hate that girl for what she did to me in middle school. Girl, what did I do to you? I'm getting so heated about this right now. What did I, what could I possibly have done to you? I'm confused. Anyways, so she's, she still hates me for, I don't know, not getting detention when I mashed chicken into her salad, allegedly. It was crazy. That was so weird. It was also just like, I remember everyone was so confused that I was going to the assistant principal's office and that like I was actually getting in trouble because that was like so off brand for me at the time. Like I was... I wouldn't say a teacher's pet, but a little bit, you know what I mean? So it was like, what could you have possibly done? Literally nothing. Um, and then I also, going back to the, the whole softball thing, when I was playing with high schoolers, which was so weird, so fucking weird. And I remember there was like beef between the middle schoolers and the high schoolers on the team. I think because, like, they thought that they were too good for us, but they, ob no offense, they obviously sucked because, like, there was three of them and they couldn't even, like, push them out to the varsity. Like, they were not good. They were not good. I don't think they really, like, played before. I think they were just, like, doing it for fun, which is totally fine. Don't get me wrong. It's totally fine. 
but they weren't very good. And so I think they, I don't think they liked us. And, you know, we were pretty good. That's why they asked us to, to join the team. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, it was a little bit, it was a little bit, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of weird. So there was some animosity between the, the older girls. Like some of them were juniors. I think two were juniors. One was a sophomore. And we were in eighth grade. We were in eighth grade. So they didn't like us very much. And then they started bullying us, but they spun it around. It, this is like, I don't know what was in the air this time. And then our coach, our coach ended up having to talk about it because she was saying that some of the younger girls were bullying the older girls. And it was just, it was so bizarre. It was like the weirdest thing ever. And then we had to, we had to put our stuff in the locker room in the high school, which is so intimidating when you're in eighth grade. What? So we're like in the high school locker room and all these like, older athletes are in there like what the fuck are these eighth graders doing here and that's a fair question and then the captains of the varsity team came to like yell at us about team spirit because some other girls were it was just it was crazy it was crazy that there was so much animosity on that team but weird times that whole time of my life feels like just just terrifying just not good um, I would love to hear your traumatic middle school experiences, obviously. Um, let me know if you have any. Let me know if anything rings a bell. Let me know if this triggered anything for you because I feel like I'm going to need to take a few hours to decompress after this because it's been a lot. It's been a lot dredging all of this up. But as always, follow the podcast on Instagram at parchcarcombos.pod. Um, What else can you do? You can follow us on follow us. Just me. It's just you, girl. Follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review, do whatever you want. Do whatever the heck you want. Um, I hope you all have an amazing week and I will talk to you next week. Bye.